0: Our New Testament lesson this morning will come from the book of Philippians. From Philippians chapter 2, you're reading Philippians 2, verses 12 through 13. Philippians 2, 12 through 13. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but so much more now in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God who's at work within you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of the lessons I learned from my father uh, was on the importance of duty. I'm a big believer in doing your duty. I mean, I just, that's just something that my dad formed in me when I was a young, young boy. and remains true. I, I think one of the highest... Responsibilities you can do in life is to do the task assigned to you. To to live out your duty and to live out the, the thing that you have committed to do. Your word is your bond. I mean, I just I just was raised in that mentality that you're supposed to do what you've committed to do, do your duty, do it well, and work hard. Work is a gift. When you go back and read Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, you know what you see before Adam and Eve fell? They worked. God gave them a task to do in the garden. God gave them a job. Work is not a consequence of the fall. Work is a good thing. Work is a very good thing. From our work, not only do we receive wages to live off of, but we receive receive dignity. There's something really good about what I call being good tired. You know, you know the difference between being good tired and bad tired. Bad tired when you're tired, can't accomplish anything. Good tired when you're tired, but you did something. You can look with pride at the task that you have done. My dad was a truck driver. Um, just dad was a, you know, worked hard all his life. He never had a cushy job. He worked hard. Uh, I took a lot of lessons from dad in that. Um, for years, um, towards his retirement, he worked, he drove trucks for Sanderson Farms. He was the guy who would, who when they would catch the chickens at night, he would haul the chickens back to the processing plant. That's what he'd make four to five runs a night with the chickens. Before that, he worked for a company out of Fernwood, Mississippi called Great American Box. They made wooden boxes. And I'll never forget this. One summer, um, I felt like my life was a Dickens novel. Dad put me to work in the factory. Obviously, he didn't put me to work in the factory. But he had me on the floor doing stuff. And I thought, you know, literally I was one step above child and institute, server, you know, slavery. You know, I just, it was terrible. But, you know, so I thought I was, a, you know. Yeah, but that summer he had me doing this. And it was, it was work. It, it was good work. It was hard work. But, you know, it was hot and sweaty because you're on the factory floor and sawdust and all this stuff. And i never forget daddy told me that after, that after that summer. He pulled me aside and said, work hard in school. So that you can work up there, pointing to the air-conditioned office of the boss, and not down here. So, I tell people, I don't really work hard. I work in air conditioning. You know, I do. I work in air conditioning. My life's easy. You know, it's 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 the men and women who don't work in air conditioning. That's who's really working. There's something about work that's good for us. Work is a good thing. We want to work hard at our task and work hard at our duties given to us. I love the passage we read today out of Philippians. You know, we're in this series right now. We're calling This I Believe. We're talking about some of these key and core doctrines, these key and core concepts that our church believes that that are at the central the centrality of who we are as a church, basically who we are at what C.S. Lewis would call mere Christianity. These concepts that every Christian holds and that we as Christians should hold together as important. These vital, key, core doctrines, what we would call primary issues, not secondary issues. Primary issues of our faith. And I think today's passage is one of those passages that is a key primary doctrine of our faith, where Paul says this, work out your salvation with much fear and trembling. Work out your salvation. I love how beautifully Jenny talked about this, the the gift that is God's salvation, the gift that we receive through grace. But one of the distinctions of our faith, y'all, and I don't know that we think about this a lot. We don't probably, we don't think about the, one of the distinctions of our faith, particularly from a Wesleyan perspective, is the fact that this that we are partners with God in our salvation. Not that we earn our salvation, but our salvation demands a response. God will not save you over your objections. God's not going to drag you to heaven. Your salvation demands. A response from you. God will not save you against your free will. You have a choice and a response to make. That is one of our core beliefs, particularly from a Wesleyan tradition. Those who are the followers of the disciples of John Wesley. That was one of Wesley's key things that we have a response to make to God's free and abundant offer for grace. And Paul tells us this today. He says, work out your salvation with much fear and trembling. You're not going to become a better disciple of Jesus just by wanting to. You're not. You're not going to know your Bible better just by wanting to. You're not. Wanting to. Is not a plan for Christian discipleship. You want to know your Bible better? You're going to have to open it up and read it. Full stop. You're going to have to. You want to see the blessings, the abundance of God? You're going to be faithful. You're going to have to give. You're going to have to serve. You want to feel connected to church? You have to plug in. As I've told you before, if your only connection to St. Matthew's is Sunday worship, in time you'll leave. I'm going to say something stupid in a sermon if I haven't already yet this morning. The church is going to be too hot. Or the church is going to be too cold. The choir will be too loud or the choir will be too soft. You'll, you won't like the hymns. We're going to do something. We will fail you in some way because we're human. We will. I promise you that. We're going to fail you at some point because we're human. But the way you stick to a church is you find your connection points, either through Sunday school, through choir, through service, through missions, through wherever. But you find your places to connect to and plug into, and then it becomes not just a place you go for an hour on Sunday morning, but then it becomes your family. It's really that simple. You want to be a better disciple for Jesus? Then start being a better disciple for Jesus. It's not rocket science. Dr. Bryce, at an MC used to always say, Jesus isn't hard to understand. Jesus is hard to follow. Loving your enemies is not complicated. I just don't want to do it. I don't like them. They're my enemies. If they were my enemies, they'd be my friends. But they're my enemies, so I don't like them. That's not a complicated subject. Just don't want to do it. Work out your salvation with much fear. And trembling. Some of you may be thinking right now, ooh, preacher. You know, normally you're a graceful guy. You know? Not detecting a lot of grace this morning. Normally you're really graceful. Where's that grace that you always like so much? That's where verse thirteen comes into play. Read to what Paul says again. Verse 12 ends, work out your salvation with much fear and trembling. Verse 13 begins, for it's God who is at work within you. That's where the grace comes into place. We believe that it isn't just grace that saves us, but it's grace that what John Wesley would call, say is grace that sanctifies us. So, yes, you must, if you want to read your Bible, you got to read it. What this means is you have to make yourself available and open to receive God's grace when you read it. Our faith is not just an act of will where I've got to bow up and do this. I've got to bow up and learn my Bible. I've got to bow up and go on a mission trip. I've got to do these things. Yes, there is availability and response on our part. But the Christian life is not simply about just willpower and doing it. But the Christian life is about opening ourselves up to the grace of God that comes to us over and over and over and over again. Our job is to open up our lives. Open up our hearts, open up our souls, open up our availability to allow God to speak to us. So first, yes, we must open the Bible. But if you open the Bible like you're reading the newspaper, God probably won't speak to you. So it isn't just about opening the Bible, but it's about opening up your hearts to receive what God longs to say to you. It's about opening up your ears to hear what God wants to say to you. It's about opening up your souls to receive God's very word. It's about not just saying, boy, that anthem sure was pretty, but allowing the words that you heard about the glory and majesty of God to transcend from just being pretty words in your ear that you heard, but the truth and the heartbeat of God in your lives. So yes, We have a role to play, to work out our salvation with much fear and trembling, but know that it's God who is at work within us. In our tradition, we call that sanctifying grace. We believe, once again, as Jenny said so beautifully during the children's moment, As she referenced Paul, that we are saved by grace through faith, lest no one can boast. Our justification or our salvation was not an act of will, but our justification or our salvation was an act of grace that God gives to us that we then receive. Well, the same God who gives us the grace to convert or save us is the same God who gives us the grace day after day after day after day after day day to grow us. God is longing In the same way that God calls you, oh sinner, come home, come receive justification, God is calling, come grow, come walk deeper. Because, y'all, we are so satisfied with the stuff of this world that's so trivial. We spend our times and our hours and our energies on things that are so trivial. I love this quote by John Piper. John Piper said, The reason that social media exists is so that on the day of judgment, we we cannot say that our lack of prayerfulness was because of lack of time. What if the time we spent scrolling, we spent praying? We have to make ourselves available to receive God's grace. We have to make ourselves available to grow in God's grace. We have to make ourselves available to know God's grace. That's what it's about, y'all. That's our work. That's a, and and here's, the, here's, here's the challenge. Y'all, you know what I love more than anything else deep in my heart, deep in my soul? Y'all, I love a to-do list. Oh, I love a to-do list. Sometimes I'll go back and add things to my to-do list that I already did just to check it off. I love a to-do list. Oh, there's nothing better than there's nothing better than a to-do list. And we want a to-do list with God. Oh, if I can just do these five things here, then I'm good with God. Oh, if I can just do these five things here, then I'm holy. Oh, if I can just do these five things here, then I'm a disciple. God does not want your five things. You know what God wants? He wants you. He just—he doesn't want to settle for the five things on your to-do list. He wants the totality of who you are. And that, friends, is frankly what it means to be a disciple. To be a disciple, to work out your salvation with much fear and trembling, it isn't about reading your Bible every day, which is a good practice. It isn't about coming to church every Sunday, which is a good practice. It's not about tithing, which is... My finance chair will tell you, it's a very good practice. But what God wants for you is the totality of all that you are. That there's not a single part of your life, of your schedule, of your heart, of of anything that you are, that you have withheld from him. To work out your salvation with much fear and trembling is to allow Christ to be Lord of every part of your life. Y'all, that's our work. (laughs) I'm not here to give you seven easy steps to be a better disciple. What I'm here to give you is this truth that Jesus wants every part of you. And that we work for all of our lives, giving him all of us. And there are some places in my life where I've given him a lot of me. And there's some places where I feel like the older I get, the more of me I withhold from him. And I've got to work harder to give those places to him. But it isn't until we've given him all that we are that we fully know who he is. And then we fully know the joy of our salvation. So right now, friends, if there's an area of your life where you feel no peace, there's an area of your life where your faith feels dry, if there's an area of your life where you feel completely empty, let me ask you this. Have you really given it to Jesus? Have you really given that part to Jesus? Are you trying to bow up and do it? You're trying to bow up and do it. You're trying to work it yourself. You're trying to do it yourself. I'm good enough. I'm strong enough. I'm smart enough. I'm holy enough. That's not what Paul says. Paul says, "No, that it's God who's at work within you. It's not you doing it. It's you giving it to Jesus. It's not you doing it, it's you giving it to Jesus. That's where growth comes from. That's where discipleship comes from. That's where faithfulness comes from. That's where all these things come from. Work out your salvation with much fear and trembling, yes. But know that it's God who is at work within you. So yes, we have a job to do, y'all. We have work to do and that's to give it to Jesus all of it every last bit work out your salvation with much fear and trembling but know this God who is at work within you today friends are we doing our job today friends are we at work Today, friends, are we allowing Jesus to work in us and through us? May we work for the kingdom, but may we know that it's God who's at work within us. Let's pray.